Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. such thing as death life is only a dream and we are the imagination of ourselves Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. I just, I, I always go back to that when people say, well, how would he, a dumb farm boy, know how to do this? Or how would he know how to do that? Look, I'm telling you, that story is not what it appeared to be. When he was born, born straight out of the womb, he was almost, he was born almost on the winter solstice. His dad ran around town screaming that he had been born in a call, which is the amniotic sac. And it, to this day, it does not happen very often. He, he went around town at Joseph's birth saying he's going to be a seer because of this. They mm. really, truly believed in that. Hey, hey, welcome back. It's hump day. Yeah. Uh, this is going to actually be a two-part series because we, uh, we ran long on this one. Uh, not on purpose, set out to do the normal uh, time slot. But uh, hey, the information started flowing. And uh, yeah, it just didn't stop. So I'm not even, I'm not even, the title will kind of give it away for you guys. So I'm not even going to ruin it, but this topic is right up my alley. Okay. And I, I love doing it. And Heidi was great to talk to wealth of information, probably going to come back on to talk about some other stuff in the future. Um, but wow, just, I knew a lot of this stuff, but uh, uh, there was some stuff that, I didn't know uh, about this topic. 
So sit back and enjoy this. I'll put her contact information in the show notes. And uh, hopefully your mind is blown and you learn something that you never knew before. And, you know, it, it it's a sensitive topic. It might piss some people off, but that's what truth does sometimes. That's what truth does. Truth isn't meant to always give you a big warm hug. Usually truth hurts. And uh, if you find this hurting, well, maybe uh, do some soul searching. I don't know. But on a lighter note, guess what's in stock? Yes, Conspiracy Soap is back and fully stocked and ready for the holidays. So get your stocking stuffers. Get a one-pack or get a four-pack. Two new scents that we added. One is Nessie and one is the Black Cube of Saturn. Yes, I hope you guys like these. Go to DangerousWorldPodcast.com. That's DangerousWorldPodcast.com and check them out. Uh, Ryan does all the uh, the artwork and packaging and shipping, and I kind of pretty much am, am a bum. I, 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 I do the order, so I need to step up my game on, on that aspect. But go there, get these all-natural ingredients. You can eat it if you want. I wouldn't recommend it. It'll give you the poops. But they're all natural ingredients. Uh, nothing in there is poisonous or will harm you or your body. Um, I love it. I've been using this soap for about two years now. And I haven't found a scent that I don't like. Even some of the girlier ones. You know, I'm a guy. But even them, they, they smell great. Right now I'm using one. Um, it's called Elf Sweat. And uh, maybe next year around this time, we might be able to offer that one as a, uh, a Christmas uh, special. Uh, but I like it. Uh, it. It just has like a little bit of a mint um, scent to it that kind of just reminds you of this time of year. But that is not one of our scents that we have. Just telling you what I'm using right now. All right. Let's go to patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. Okay. Patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. Three, five and ten dollar tier. Three dollars gets you this episode and this episode only in audio format. Okay, no commercials, but $3 only gets you this. $5 gets you everything um, without commercials and any video or bonus content that I put out. And $10 is a super supporter. So thank you uh, for the $10 tier and the support that you guys give me there. And now let's get on to pet health. Okay, pure pet wellness. Come on, guys. It's that time of year. Put a little stocking stuffer in, in you know, someone that you love, you, that you know has a dog, a cat, whatever pet, you know, they might have some joint pain, they might be getting older, they might have some anxiety, their pads might be getting a little cracky and, and dry with the, the drier weather this, this time of year, depending on your location where you live in the United States or around the world, um, but, you know, they have bombs, they have liquids, they have sprays. Just go to purepetwellness.com. Shop around, look around, and order something for you or your loved ones and for your pets. You know, we all get pets because, you know, there's a little part of us that, uh, that just feels lonely without a pet. You know, I'm a dog dog owner. I, I, I love my dogs. And you can have the shittiest day and you come home and they're, they're there to greet you no matter what pet you have. Maybe cats, not so much. Depends. But uh, they greet you, and they, they don't know you had a bad day, and you could tell them your bad day, and they, they just wag their tail or do whatever they do. So go to purepetwellness.com, 
Enter Ghost at checkout. That's Ghost at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Ghost at checkout. Okay? Ghost at checkout. PurePetWellness.com. All right. That wraps up the uh, the broom swinging. Um, sit back. Enjoy this hump day. And enjoy this episode. This is part one. So you will not get the normal uh, think for yourself outro that I do. Okay? Um, you will get that in part two. But uh, next week, we'll pick right up where we left off. Uh, if you want the full episode, you know, $3, you know, patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. Until then, be safe and enjoy the rest of your week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fun and exciting episode of M3E. Today, I'm joined by Heidi Love, and we're going to get into one of my favorite topics that you hear me rant and go off the rails on on the conspiracy underground, and that is the religion of morons i mean mormons so we're gonna get into that and much more so heidi please introduce yourself thank you for joining and this has been uh, a long time it, it kind of in the making and been looking forward to it since day one of you saying yes i'd love to come on the show so let people know where they can find you your instagram your socials your podcast everything and then we'll get right into it awesome well i'm heidi love i'm from the unfiltered rise i started this podcast because i was a moron i mean mormon <laughs> For 34 years. Um, and so it is definitely my specialty. I didn't mean it to be, but it was my life. And so here I am trying to speak out and trying to get the word out there to help other people maybe with my perspective and what I went through. And they don't have to listen, but it's out there for them if they want it. Nice. <laughs> Do you have a yeah. Instagram that people can follow you on? Yep. Everything is at Unfiltered Rise on all, uh, everywhere on Gmail, on Instagram, on, um, all the podcasts everywhere, YouTube, even for now. Yeah. For <laughs> I've now. had a couple of warnings <laughs> and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I, I have, yeah. I have a few videos up on YouTube and I'm right underneath that monetization, uh, following platform. And that's where I kind of stopped, uh, posting videos because uh -huh. I was like, and they're changing the rules all the time. And if you just say the F word randomly, it's like, oh, or, or even a word that they don't agree with. They're like, oh, well, we have to ban you or give you a warning or, or shut you down. It's like, you know what? And then right around that time is when I created the Patreon and all the videos that yeah. I do release on Patreon have never had a problem. You know what I mean? And, and it's a paid right. subscription and it's not much. You know what I mean? So, you know, and it's it's. No pun intended, but it's unfiltered it's it. on 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 Patreon. Yeah. So, and that's yep, the way I like to run my show. That's why I named my show that. Yep, unfiltered. Because I, though I'm a Christian now and I love God, I still love me some cuss words on accident a lot. Right, <laughs> I agree. So I agree. it is what it is. Yeah, I get in trouble, but actually, my my troubles for um, that has actually been about the Nephilim Ooh. and Freemasons. Yeah, they keep dinging me on Freemason. And every so now I've been spelling it with backwards, uh, like signs that look like E's, mm. and it stopped because I was like, "There's got to be another way," you right. know. That's and crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. They don't want us talking about the things, right? The things. That unless, unless, I mean, unless let, you're, you're yeah, a certain platform. I don't know. You know, if you're a certain <laughs> platform of a a certain following, then then it's allowed. But then you start being like, "Well, if they're allowed, oh, maybe." Maybe they're controlled. Who knows? Maybe maybe they're CIA. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it does make you wonder. And what's been really funny, and 
I mean, I'm not famous by any means, but we put out a couple different things. And then like, I'll go on some of these big podcasts that I listen to. And like a week later, they'll be covering the same thing. And I'm like, wow, hmm, that's weird. Hmm. I think, I think maybe that's more than a coincidence. The first time it happened, it was like, whatever, but then it's happened kind of consistently. And now I'm like, oh, okay. That's how they get their show ideas. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, that does happen a lot. Um, I try not to like the podcasts I listen to usually are of close, close friends of, you know, fellow podcasters and what have you, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a few that I, I listen to that I've never met, never had any social interactions with or whatever. But if I hear them have like a certain guest on and I'm like, man, I would really love to have that guest on. I try to block it out for a long time, like, like a few months, um, six months, maybe even a year. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, I don't mm-hmm. want to do it right now because I don't want people thinking I'm just listening to podcasts and getting different ideas and then blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, I want to be unique as, as well. So I don't know. Yeah. Yep. I, it, it well, sucks and especially the stuff we posted was weird, like stuff that people don't normally, you know, we did a Nephilim series and not just about the Nephilim, but like how we think like cross-contamination into humans and all this weird stuff. Ooh. So, I mean, it wasn't just a normal, like, this is what it is, you know? Right. And so when I seen it, I was like, that's odd. But I mean, I don't fault anybody. I've got my own swing on things and ever there's enough airway for everyone. So yeah, whatever. absolutely. I'm going to have to have you on for, for another show on that. I, I would like to oh, do that. That's a good one. That's I, a very, I had, that's a big one. I had Gary Wayne on, uh, couple of years ago and he does a genesis 6 conspiracy yeah and yes. wow that whole time i'm sitting there like i felt like i was listening Blown to a podcast away. because i i'm like and then i had at certain parts i'm like the dummy ask a question ask a question come on you're interviewing here but it was just so right. mind-blowing and and so full of information <laughs> that I mean, he, he's like the most like one of the most i don't know him and ryan peterson i talked to ryan last week and then I'm talking to Gary in February. Oh, nice. And so I'm like super excited. Like I was uber dork excited when he said yes. I was like, because <laughs> that's a heavy hitter, you know? He is. Um, he is. And, and he's so smart. It's not like he's a heavy hitter in numbers. I mean, in knowledge. He's like so smart. And so I'm like you. I'm just in awe of him and Ryan's work. I, I I'm always like listening to their stuff wherever he pops up i watch nice so well they not he they (laughs) i know what you meant (laughs) yes of course and so um that brings us to back to today and i I know um you know mormonism is kind of a well now i know that mormonism is kind of like a fringy topic which where i live it's not it's very so that's one of the reasons why i didn't ever think about podcasting i never thought about anything to do with any of this because i was like well everyone knows that you know everybody everybody knows about this and and josh monday was the first one to say you do know like where you live that might be true that's not normal Mm -mm. like people want to know yeah no and that's (laughs) the only way reason i know um you know talking before we hit hit the the record button i originally was born in wyoming and grew up in the the southern uh, southeast corner of Idaho. So I wasn't far from where, where you live. My aunt lived, my late aunt lived in Salt Lake City. So I was very familiar with the Mormon religion. In fact, growing up at that time, I 
my mom was more Catholic. I, you know, we did go to church. We didn't, but my stepdad was LDS. He doesn't wasn't really practicing, but his family was, and we were surrounded by a lot of Mormons in the area that we lived in. And so, being a Catholic was more, almost like an outcast out there. You know what I mean? Oh, it was like I was absolutely the wrong it is. So and absolutely knowing what I know now yeah. today, yeah, Catholicism isn't very good either, but. Um, right. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things. And then I'm, we moved out here to Pennsylvania when I was like nine or 10 and Mormonism isn't as, as prevalent out here. I mean, you do have some LDS churches, but they're very far and few between. It's more of your evangelical Christians, your bat, you know, your Northern Baptist, uh, your Amish Mennonite type communities. So it's, mm-hmm. I guess the East coast it's- version of Mormonism would be probably Amish Mennonite. And there's some dark right. stuff with that that goes into it too well a lot of people don't and know. it depends on the mormonism because for uh mainstream like you know growing up there's a lot of people that are really normal and then there's um actually the interview i'm releasing tomorrow is a polygamy um interview like with the warren jeffs clan because my sister married his nephew Ooh. and so my sister married warren jeffs nephew ah that's weird you know warren jeffs yeah I've heard the, the name. prophet of their yeah. church. He's the prophet and locked up and he was a great big creeper. But so he was the one over the kind of Mennonite looking ones that mm-hmm. wear the dresses and do the hair thing. And um, so she married his nephew that had gotten out. Well, he got kicked out and then they took his family. It was a really it's really a big story. But um, and then we have the mainstream Mormons, which are what I'm surrounded by, which they want to be like normie. They're like the normie Mormons. Um, I want to say like they're very much the Mitt Romneys uh-huh. of Utah. And then we've also got, you know, the reorganized church, but that's actually more out towards where you are. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those LDS churches are the, the reorganized church, which was so... Um, Emma, I can go either two ways. We can finish my story of like Mormonism on me, or I can get into right now as a good place for history. Either way. Let's do do history. Let's do history. I'm I'm a sucker for history. It fits in. It fits in well here. So the reorganized church was split off when Joseph Smith died and uh, was martyred. He left behind his widow, Emma. And Emma really denies that polygamy ever happened. She denies that he was ever polygamous. She denies, even though she knew because they had adopted a child when she was born, basically was given a set of twins, raised this girl up. But uh, about 16 or 15, he started messing around with her and she straight caught him. And so this is where his cover of Mormonism comes in. And on the polygamy part, like an angel told me, so I'm just doing what I'm supposed to. So she really was pretty ticked off. She threw that girl out of her house. The girl was pregnant. There's rumors that she fell down the stairs. There's <laughs> also stories that she beat the living crap out of her. Girl, I don't blame you. Like, right. I get it, you know. Um, but the girl probably felt really trapped as well. Like, this, these people raised you. You're basically an orphan. You have nowhere to go. Um, she was like their house servant kind of thing. And I mean, I get both sides of that story. And Joseph was extremely charismatic and maybe not as much attractive as he was um, influencing. Mm-hmm. He was very 
influencing. And I believe that goes back to, you know, he wore a Jupiter talisman. And if you look up his birthday, he's not under that whatsoever. He's actually not under that sign of birth. But if you look at why you would wear that talisman, it's to be very charismatic, to bring people in, to be charming, all these things, and which he was. He was well known to be this. Um, he he charmed people, money and pants right off of mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, he had a snake like a tongue or a tongue like a snake, as they say. He, could, <laughs> he did. He could speak gold. And I think, I think he might have come by that actually rightfully because my story, what I feel happened. A lot of people say, okay, Mormonism started because he took a bunch of mushrooms or he plagiarized or whatever. But if you really look into this esoterically, which I have done, <clears throat> not on purpose, it was an accident. I found all these weird sigils and I found them and went, what is this? Like, I've never seen this before. This is uh Mormon, Mormon Smith, you know, Joseph Smith, Hiram Smith relic. And so I'm trying to reverse Google search it. And it's a sigil of an angel that only pops up one other time in all of the internet. And I scrubbed it. I really? mean, I went through everything and that angel was called by one other person. And that was John D. And so I mm. was like, who the hell's John D? Like, I don't even know, you know? Right. Well, one thing I am is with like, when I get a bone, I'm like a dog with a bone. I want to figure it out. And so I did, uh, I started figuring out every single thing I could which obviously I didn't know anything because you're so told not to look into anything else. You definitely don't want to be looking up occult stuff. He was really like into the occult, but didn't even know he was. I, at some point, I'm sure he figured it out, maybe at the wife swap. But, <laughs> um, you know, and so I never knew anything about this. And now I'm a semi, I think probably really my second best topic of discussion is probably John D. And I found out, you know, how he did his scrying. And then you go back to how Joseph was doing his scrying. And the only thing that's different is John D didn't, he wasn't capable of doing the scrying because he had a very analytical mind and he was extremely math minded. Mm. He couldn't release like whatever you need to be creative. So that's why he had Edward Kelly do it for him. And he almost lost his mind doing this. Oh, wow. He almost legit went crazy. Yeah. And he actually died by jumping out a window. So, like, at, at some point, trying to escape. <clears throat> also very uh, reminiscent of good old Joe. He also jumped out a window. Yes. So, um, kind of interesting. But he would look into a black obsidian scrying mirror. And it, and that's how he would see these little markings. And they were the Enochian alphabet. And he would tell them to John D and John D would uh, decipher them. Well, it was opposite with Joseph Smith. He would put his head in a hat. It was dark. He would be the one calling out. And then the guy would write him down. And he had multiple different people that that were his interpreter type people um, or scribe, I guess. They're not scryers because he was really doing the one that was channeling. And he would tell them and then he would interpret it later, but they were also signs and symbols. And Mm. so when I went and found these, I found one portion that they tried to vet and they took it. Martin Harris had taken it, which was one of his scribes to get this piece vetted and say, this is actually a historical document. And when I seen it and like, this is a Nokian alphabet, there's Mm. no, there's, 
there's no way. And then the angel that he was calling down, I mean, these sigils, I, I can probably screen share and show you here in a second, or I can try now if you want me to. Yeah, absolutely. But either way, I can describe it or uh, I always keep them on hand because you never know what you're going to get into. So I kind of just keep it there. Let's see. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize mm. the, I don't know, the what what people would call witchcraft back in the day. I mean, or, or spell casting or whatever that went into a, a lot of different religions and, and, and what have you, but very heavily in, in the Mormon religion. And you try to bring it up and, and you know, I, I get a, I don't personally get a lot of heat directed towards myself. I, they, they, I do. They direct most of the heat mm. towards uh, my co-host for the, for the new show, Ryan. Um, they usually tell him and then, you know, sometimes he passes it on, sometimes he doesn't, but you know, he's like, "Oh, you pissed off another Mormon uh, this week," and I'm like, "Well, I don't really care." So, yeah, no kidding. Okay, so can you see this? I can. Um. All right. So this is the multiple relics, as they say, Smith family relics. Here, this is the parchment on the bottom, white one, the white one with the circular pattern, and this is the actual one that drew me toward John D on the bottom corner, not where the star is, but the other sign is the actual symbol calling down an angel. And so I found this extremely interesting. He had these three things, which they try to blame on the brother. Whoops. And he, hold on, that went somewhere else. Oh boy. Uh, he tried to blame it on his brother. Well, he didn't, whoever the church probably did right? because they were not happy that it was actually being shared. So they were all dead at this point. So why not just blame it on the brother? Right. And so I had never seen anything like that ever as a Mormon. Okay. Is the sigil back? I'm seeing a, <laughs> what looks like a piece of Beehive. artwork. Okay. Let me shut that one. Um, and so, it was very interesting. Oh, that one's shut. All right. It's being naughty. <laughs> so the sigil, I'll pull it up one more time. There we go. All right. There we All go. right. So he had multiple sigils. The top left corner up, up at the very top, you can't really see it very well because it's it's like so old and mm -hmm. the people that own it now are not the church actually this is owned by a private they won't say who a private owner okay and then this this middle one is uh the saint peter saint peter bind them parchment and then the jehovah 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 one is at the bottom and then the holiness to the lord one which is this one that's kind of in red i'm gonna just zoom in on it they it wasn't in red originally this is so you can decipher it with everything at the bottom because people are trying to figure all this out now and there is no absolute way after seeing all this stuff that they had not seen the magus included in all of these relics is this was in a treasure bag which if you think back he was the seer he was the scryer he was the one that was over all that, why would his brother have it? Makes no sense. Right. <clears throat> so I'm sure that his wife probably give it to them or whatnot, who knows, with the transfer of things after death. And then his seeing stones are these two stones um, to the right, 
One is brown and one is white, but the brown one he favored more. And this knife is actually a Mars dagger, which has um, a sacrificial Mars insignia on it. Mm. And that is also very occult because it's all for sacrificial. Um, that would be a knife you would use for sacrificing things. Okay. So um, he was very into, he, he had the seeing stone always. He had, and we were not told these things, you know, right. when I was a kid, this is not like a discussion <laughs> you're having <laughs> with your bishop. It's just not going to happen. Um, that they're going <clears> to <throat> say, no, none of this is true. He wasn't a polygamist, nothing, none, none. You know, they're not going to entertain this. So looking at, we'll start at the, the top left, that one that's very faded. Mm, yes. When I look at that it, symbol yeah. right there, that reminds me. It looks like the Baphomet, huh? The Baphomet or the woman's reproductive system. That also, yes. Okay. And then when you look down at the the big one on the left with the circle Mm -hmm. and the right in the middle with, uh, with all the lines and what have you, that is so Mm -hmm. reminiscent of, um, Norse mythology. Almost. That's what it reminds me of. They say that he had no way to know the things that are on here. They try to play it off that he was just a dumb farm boy. And I'm going to break a little bit of that down because there is no way knowing that he was a quote unquote dumb farm boy, right? Right. That he could have done such detailed, like, look at this one, you know, this is why it's colored because it's so intricate. It is so very intricate. We've got the Maltese cross. We've got, you know, what's almost representative of either the Baphomet again down at the bottom. We've got all kinds of satanic type. Well, what's what's referred to at this point as satanic? Um, actually, they're not, but whatever. That's right. a whole other discussion. You get what I'm saying. Pentagrams, different things that people recognize as satanic. Then at the top, this one's called the Holiness to the Lord parchment, which that inscription is actually on the temple itself the mormon temples okay and so it's very interesting that many of these things and the temple is full of symbols i mean there is so many symbols symbols in mormon churches and we'll go to this one is just insane so these are the garments that we get on this top corner on the left they have Masonic symbols on them. Um, when I was young and they told me that these symbols were just every knee shall bow. That's why the ruler's on the knee. And then you've got the compass and square separated and rotated on the nipples. And then also on the umbilicus. Uh, we wear these every day of your life after you go through the temple. Um, you can take them off to shower, to uh, change them. They're your underwear or to make more Mormons. That's like the only times you would do that. So um, these then, are what people would refer to as the magic underwear. They are magical underwear. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And here's a better picture of them as well. Let me go to that. Because I know a lot of people, is- when that was brought up, when Mitt Romney was running and they brought up his Mormon religion and what have you, they were like, oh yeah, you know, his magic underwear. And I, I might've even came up in a debate and a lot of people in my mind probably just thought, oh, he wears special tidy whities. You know what I mean? Now they are, they are, they are white, <laughs> no, no, but no. they're, 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 they're far more, 
uh, co- a little bit more complicated than just a pair of, you know, Hanes white, oh. tidy whitey underwear. These are blessed. And these are, um, so this top to the right picture, this shows the compass and square markings. Okay. When I was young, I actually thought I was so stupid and I had no idea that I thought these were just darts for women's breasts because they <laughs> have those in many clothes. Like uh, darting is like a very common thing. I had no idea what these symbols were for. They do not go over this with you. They do not tell you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Any of the true meaning of any of the things that you end up doing. And that's what I'm pissed off about. And that's why I speak out. Because I don't think it's fair that you guys were, not you guys, the church was making me do something that I thought was going to get me to God or or make me somehow a better person. Mm-hmm. And it was just all Masonic. Like, I don't have a... I, if you want to be a Mason, go knock yourself out. Right. But don't tell me that's how you get to God. Please don't. No. You know, that's just wrong. And then, so these are also our temple clothing. These are the signs and penalties also that you do in the temple. The first one is also an OTO um, sign. And that was confirmed by New York Patriot, the one that's slashing the neck. They threw that one out in 1980 because there was so much controversy against it. And then the hand signals, I think I have a better picture, but they are all the Masonic hand signals. The true grip of the lion's paw is exactly identical for us, but it is called the true sign of the nail. He just is very creative and Mm. uh, moved that around a little bit and just uh, made it his own, basically. Uh, this chanting is something that you do when you're in the temple. It's a two-hour session. It's really long. We can break that down here after we get through history if we have enough time. But it is uh, all about supposedly going to heaven. If you don't know these signs and symbols, then you can't pass the angels and sentinels uh, to get into heaven through the veil. So you can't go to heaven. So <laughs> it's a whole <laughs> and, and yeah. And it, <laughs> big got people <laughs> and you wonder why i rag on this religion so so bad and <laughs> yes. jesus i remember it's- as a kid one of the times you know visiting my aunt down in, in salt lake city around around mm-hmm. christmas time i never got to go into the Mormon tabernacle but i do remember vaguely it being lit up around christmas and it was probably one of the most beautiful sights i'd ever seen as a kid you know what i mean you're in downtown mm-hmm. salt lake city you have this huge huge thing that as a young kid looks like a castle and you know it's right. all lit up it and it, it looks beautiful and it's it, it actually is was awe-inspiring and you know i'd like to go back out now as an adult and and look at it you know through through different lenses but oh yeah it, it's to me it was this religion comes across so flashy just to get you in just to brainwash you and i don't know oh, I, I, yes. I, I i i could go off on a little tangent but we'll get back we'll get back on topic they definitely um use manipulation of the highest order they have changed things and will continue to change things to make them appropriate to 
the society constantly. Like this whole situation with they came out and spoke out against the gay thing, then they took it back. They came out and erased the cut your throat because it was controversial, so they took it out. These are supposed to be their most um, highly held principles and values given to them by an angel, and they just randomly throw them out. You know, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, No. That's just kind of, if you really believe in something, that's fine. But yeah. I also feel that people should know what they're doing. So these are some of the Masonic hand handshakes. These are not the Mormon signs and sing- signals, but I get a lot of crap for saying, oh, you show all these tokens, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, they're out there anyways, number one. Number two, they're Masonic. And this isn't even the real picture of the temple ones, but they're exactly the same, which is why people get upset. So they're like, oh, you did that. You you showed it. And I'm like, no, I didn't. And there's multiple pictures of uh, presidents shaking hands mm-hmm. with the president of the church doing this, especially the last one, the lion's paw, <clears throat> which they've just taken. You know, they've just taken these from other things. Um, Is there any way to zoom in them. a little bit more on, on the handshakes there? Yeah, let's see. Oh, each one, especially the lion's paws. Oh. There we go. Is that better? Actually, I'm still looking at the picture with... Is there another one up? The Mormonism Temple of Doom with the green garments and the blue <laughs> up there. The Mormonism Temple of Doom. Yes. Let's see if I can just throw this into here, and then it will be easier to get to. So... They do these things that are just, it's just kind of unreal to me that they continuously change what is supposedly held so true to them. Like, all right, can you see that now? Still the same picture. Still the same picture? Mm -hmm. I wonder why it's switching up. Let's see if I minimize everything, then maybe it will do it. All right. Let's try again. Do you still see the same picture? Yeah, it could be Zoom. Sometimes. All right. Well, they're just um, the Masonic handshakes, and anybody can look them up. The Freemason yeah. handshakes are um, out there widely for people to look up. They don't try and hide them, which I don't fault the Masons. Like, if you want to be a Mason, go be a Mason. But the problem with that is, is you want to tell people that this is about God, and it's not. And that's my whole issue. Like if they wanted to at some point say we're Masons, we're Mormon, that's what we do. I would be like, okay, Mm -hmm. that's great. I'll shut up now. Don't tell me it's about getting to heaven and don't tell me it's about keeping my family together forever because it's not. And I think that Joseph was given this knowledge with his scrying, with all of the things that he was doing at that point. And then he actually saw an angel. I think he did see an angel because the true story of how he got the plates, there's five different versions. The church only backs one, Mm -hmm. the nicest, best one. And the true version is, is he got him in the middle of the night on the fall equinox, dressed all in black on a black horse he had to borrow from a neighbor. And this is an actual account from a neighbor that was kind of involved in this whole situation. And it's an affidavit because he got in trouble and had to go before a court because he was glass looking. And I guess he sucked at it because it was kind of like jaywalking back then. Everyone did some kind of magical crap. Right. And 
they swindled this guy for so much money. The cousin or nephew, it was his nephew, said, you know what? That's enough of that. And so he took him to court. And so when he takes him to court, all these affidavits come forward from all these neighbors. And that one came out about how he said he got these plates and how he knew certain things and about the sacrifice, like sacrifices he'd done with the knife, trying to find treasure for him. He had burned that neighbor as well, as far as he was not a good treasure hunter no, at all. No, <laughs> common theme. He burns a lot of people. Oh, yes. And uh, so eventually, you know, he was very sick as a child. Um, He got, I can't remember. I'll think about it right now in a minute. It'll come to me. But he got very, very sick and almost died. And he ended up with the infection going into his leg and they almost had to cut his leg off. Mm. And his mom begged. She was considered a Scottish healer. Her name was Lucy Mack Smith. So she's Scottish and she brings a lot of this stuff, which it makes sense because now you have to remember he's not out in the fields with his dad. He's not out doing man stuff because he's hurt. He was inside the house for a very long time learning from who? His mother, the Uh Scottish healer. So some of that is an influence as well. And so, you know, I think part of that really goes into it. And what are you going to do if you have nothing to do and there's no TV and nothing you're going to read. Mm-hmm. So I bet he read every single book in the house, you know, and she probably had a copy of the Magus. That's and, my guess. And right there, uh, his mom's origins um, being Celtic, uh, very close ties with uh, North myth- mythology and what have you. Yeah. Maybe that's why the symbols look, look so closely related. Look so close. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he knew what he was doing. I really do. Right. I, I I, you know, I don't think he knew a hundred percent at first and he perfected it obviously, but everybody wants to say he just got high and wrote some crap down and plagiarized. Do I think there's some plagiarism? Sure. You got to fill a whole book. Right. But I think a lot of this was given to him by an angel, a fallen angel for sure. And it's just like John D and Edward Kelly. They spent their whole, like they spent a good majority of their lives. They risked their careers, their family life everything like they swapped wives and ended up john d ended up raising edward kelly's baby for the rest of his life and it's his son i don't think he had another son that's and so you know that's one thing i i just cannot wrap my head around is i don't want to share my wife with nobody you know what i mean that's that's me and my wife's time you know what i mean she's my most sacred, precious thing to be around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why would I want to share it with another dude? Now, I, I, when you're a kid and, and you're you're going through puberty and you hear, uh, oh, yeah, he, they believe in polygamy and you have 10 yeah. wives and every kid in puberty is like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Right. Yeah. You grow I'm up and you're like, that. yeah. And it, it, but then you start growing up and realizing, no, that, that ain't right. I mean, I mean, do what you want to do, whatever. I mean, Mm-hmm. If that makes you happy, but I don't know. It to me that should just even, be shared between yeah, it, it you be. and one other person. You know what I mean? It's, it's, well, it's and just, even King David, who was notorious at having how many wives, you know, mm-hmm. in the Bible, and, he and even concubines. said it's a horrible, horrible idea. Don't do it. He even said like, don't do this. This is not a good idea. Right? You know, everybody that did polygamy in the Bible said it was a horrible idea like they were like regretful of it you know 
And so Abraham, like all these different people, you know, they get into it because they're trying to push something. See, that's the thing about God's will. If you try and force something, you're no longer in, in anybody, anybody's will but your own, right. probably more satanic. Anytime there's force, you know, God doesn't give us free choice and then take it away and give us force. So anytime there's forcing, then of course you're losing part of whatever you were trying to start with, which John D really was trying to start from a really good place, you know, and what godly angel would tell you to do that? What godly angel would tell you to go out in the desert, like the Babylon workings and do that, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm sorry, but every single person that has seen an angel, so John D saw an angel and he was given the Enochian alphabet. He therefore wrote it down and it split into lots, lots of religions. Right. Alistair Crowley saw a, not an angel because it will appear to you how you will accept it. He saw an alien mm-hmm. and he saw Awas with the book of the law and he wrote the book of the law well before Lamb. Everybody goes to Lamb, but there was another. Awas was first and he wrote down a book. It became Thelema. Uh, let's see. We could go to Muhammad saw an angel and he wrote down a book and it became a religion, but each one of them had a price to pay. It was like Muhammad a polygamy thing joseph smith polygamy thing uh we got parsons and l ron hubbard we know what they did that was really Mm. really wacko very it also became a religion it became a religion you know and and what happened hubbard stole the love of his life he was destroyed forever and you know back to the wife swapping business and so off they go and so every time there's a price to pay for these things, that isn't how God works. Right. Things are free with him. Like what did Jesus ask for to be sacrificed on the cross? Nothing. It's right? all, like it's, it's 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 not much different than Hollywood or the music industry where where you hear, you know, these these artists make deals with the devil, you know, in general. Um I yes. I had a a guest on when I first started, I re-released it not not that long ago with uh, Zachary King, the ex-Satanic um, High Wizard. And believe his story or not, it, take it for what it is. Um, some people think that he, he he might be making it up. I don't know. I, t- I tend to believe the guy. Um, I've I've heard different interviews. What does he and, have to gain? Right. What does he have to gain? He doesn't have anything to, to gain. Right. Yeah, exactly. And if anything, um, his health has declined since coming out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hear these stories, and like you said, there's always a price to pay, and at the end of the day, it, it, is that price worth paying? You know, I, it, to me, it, it's not. You know, I would love to have so much money that I didn't have to worry about bills or gas or food or, you know, anything that the, the middle-class person has to worry about on a daily basis. Getting up and going to work, for one. You know what I mean? Let me sleep right. in, get up whenever I want, do whatever I want. You know, have all the the toys, the four-wheelers, the side bike, you know, whatever. Whatever makes you happy. I would love that, but I'm not selling my soul for it. You know what I mean? Not yeah. at all. I, I, if I get it, well, and that's, sure, cool. Yeah, that's why there's so many verses in the Bible about a rich man going to heaven is is almost impossible. You mm-hmm. know, it's like threading a camel through an eye of a needle. Right. Why? Because once you have everything, like we're not supposed to have everything. We're supposed to have what we need, right. not what we want. And so God does that for a purpose because it goes back to idols, idle hands do the devil's work. Like mm-hmm. even the best intentions, 
it, it, you can see people that started out like Katy Perry is a good example. Yeah. You know, she was Christian singer, all this stuff, or Adele, or any of these people. And that's the ones they really get off on corrupting because then they can really be like, give a big middle finger to the people that tried to save her before, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And, and you know that they did what they did. And half of the time, you see the person later, and not only are they different, they're so different. I mean, they're just like, Miley Cyrus is not the Miley Cyrus my kids used to watch no. on TV. No. She's not. And, and the newest one, Doja Cat. What happened to her? Like, I never mm-hmm. heard, I, I've heard of her, and it wasn't until we kind of covered her a couple times on the Conspiracy Underground. I, I didn't really ever know what music she made or, or whatever. If I heard it and someone said, oh, that's Doja Cat, I'd be like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, I've, I've heard that in, in passing or whatever. But the the turn of of what she has done, you know, she wants to paint the, uh, there's there's red statues of her that very mimicking of, of the devil and her songs and, and what have you. And I saw a, a video the other day, and it very well could have been Photoshopped, but it was her on stage and someone was filming and the way she turned and she was looking kind of in the direction of where this person was filming, her face kind of transforms. And mm. could, could could that be the demon inside or, or whatever kind of been replaced like we yeah, don't even know you, d- you know? we don't and and i don't want to say oh yeah da, 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 da. you know that that's 100 percent you know fact that you know she's possessed it could have been lighting it could have been a, a whole host of things but right when when matthew was it matthew parrot yeah 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 mm-hmm. when he died um she erased all videos off her tiktok account except for one and it was only up for a few hours and it was taken down. I, I'd seen it. I tried to pass it on to, to a few people, but it was her laying on the friend's couch. It was that whole backdrop with the fountain in the back. Mm. And she was painted red like the devil. And it, and instead of saying friends in, in that, but it, in the same lettering, it just said demons. And mm. then it was taken down. And it was right after he died. And I was just like, really? Like... <laughs> Like, come on. Like, they they put it right in front of your face. There's a sacrifice. Yeah, there's a sacrifice for each and everything that you do when you get to a certain level. And I, my husband has a hard time with this because he loves music and he's all about like Rush and all this stuff. And I'm like, babe, if they've made it big, I don't care if it's podcasting. I don't care if it's music. I don't care if it's TV. I don't care what you're in. If you made over $500,000, you probably bought. Right. You know, and it's just a sad reality. Like, I'm not saying 100% all the time, but like most of the time, unless you came from wealth and you just are no one, like, there's so many people that are creative and good at what they do and seeing and are amazing. How come they don't make it, but other people do? Because they know, they know who will, will do it. Right. They, they can see that. And they test it with the worst possible things that I've heard anyway. Oh, absolutely. Especially for men. And, <laughs> you know, very bad. I'm right there with your husband. You know, I love music. Uh, biggest influential band on my life since I was a young kid is Tool. And then you grow up oh, and, Tool. Yeah. and you know, that was kind of an in- inspiration behind, you know, my podcast. The artwork was done by somebody that worked with Alex Gray at one point that I, I didn't know that at, at first um, until later on after she had created the logo and what have you. And then you come to find out that Danny Carey, which he to me is my all-time favorite drummer, is really heavy into Thelema. And yeah. you're yeah. like, fuck, am I like... And I, but then at the end of the day, it's like, look, 
I'm just going to separate the art from the artist. I yep. still like their music. You I have to. And, and, and go on because I was kind of crushed when I heard that. I'm like, fuck, my favorite band of all yeah. time. You know what I mean? It's yep. like, ah. What? Well, and everything is like that for us. Like I was talking to Matt from Great Deception last night about Christmas. And I said, you know, or medical treatment. Like he was talking about his son getting sick and going in for strep and blah, blah, blah. And people called him a sellout. And I'm like, oh, so because we speak truth, we have to be completely black pilled and ruin our whole family and like never do anything fun and never again. Like, I'm sorry, but if you go back to occult roots, if mm-hmm. you really go back to the occult roots of everything, what's the one thing that makes the difference? It's not the sigil. It's not the seance. It's not any of it. What is it? It's intention, mm-hmm. right? The intention is where they want you. And so if my intention is to praise God and and keep that in anything I do, I'm not going to let that affect me putting up a fake Christmas tree. I'm not, I'm not hanging fake dicks on my tree. Like that isn't what that is for me. Right. You know, just because it's balls. Like, come <laughs> <Right>. on. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, I mean, maybe back in the day and I know what Saturnalia is and I know that's not really Christ's birthday and I know all these things. That doesn't mean I have to ruin my whole every family tradition that I've made with my own intention because Correct. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And if you look to me for that, you'll you'll be sorely disappointed. I'm not I'm not going to be in a box. Forget it. I was in a box for 34 years, and I'm not getting in anymore. Like I don't blame. I you. can tell you that. <laughs> I wore those underwear. They're very uncomfortable. I did all the things. I I didn't drink coffee that I love. I mean, you can't do anything. And they have. My husband said it great one time. He's and he's he got out. He was smarter than me. He jumped off the boat when he was sixteen. He just told his parents, like, this is nuts. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't know what you guys are doing. He never went to the temple. And so he, he saw through it so early, whereas I was so wanting to make my family happy, I think I would have done anything, you know. Well, I I think they I pry on that part of part of uh a, a woman. You know what I mean? Because a, a woman mm-hmm. is naturally maternal. And you, they mm-hmm. pry on that, like, well, you're not going to have a good family. You're not going to be the greatest mom. You're, you know, you, how how can you you love your husband and and make sure everything's warm around the house if you don't do this? Well, yes. what what yes. girl that you know in, is inspiring to do that wouldn't be like, well, shit, I better bow down. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and not only that, you have to understand as a culture here and living in Utah, like it. it with you knowing how that feels in Wyoming and being Catholic, that's exactly how it feels times a thousand when you're an apostate because an apostate, I'm looked at as going, there's only, uh, there's three heavens and because Mormons one up everything. If you learn anything about a Mormon, they one up everything. So Joseph made sure there was like extra things of everything. So there's three heavens and even the lowest heaven most people get to, but not me because I'm an apostate. I get to go to outer darkness with murderers. So they don't want to associate with you. They don't like, I have family that treats us very badly. Like my family doesn't speak to me except my mom. Um, and that that's been that way since I left. Um, it's just been the way it is. Like when I left, my grandma came after me. She tried to say I beat my kids. She tried to take my kids. She went to CPS. She filed court cases against me for that. And when that didn't work, because they saw straight through that, when that wouldn't work out, she went after me monetarily. She tried, she had kept a receipt for everything she ever did for me. 
everything. And she sued me and she won. And talk about love. You know, this is stuff. Yeah, this is stuff like Disneyland that I didn't want to go to that you told my kids about on Christmas morning. Great. Like I told you I didn't have money for that, you know? And what do you do then? Your kids are like all stoked to go. She's bought the plane ticket. She's bought the ticket. She did everything without my consent. But since the judge was old and she was on a fixed income, he was 100% for my grandma. Mm. And I'm just like, wow, okay. And I just kept taking hits like for a long time. I almost lost my baby on that one, my last baby, because I was pregnant during that time. And just all this really bad trauma because I was like the only one that made it because my family was two different worlds. I had like my grandpa who was a rebel and he was a biker and he was a gang member. And like most of my uncles and everybody were sundowners and my grandpa was a one percenter. Like it doesn't get worse than that. Right. You know, and then over here, I got my grandma who he's married to, who's just trying to get everybody on the right track. And I was like the only one out of her kids. I wasn't her kid, but she raised me because my family was so destructive. By the time I was 12, I was a ward of the court. And so they took me away and gave me to her. And now you're 12 and and you're just soaking in everything from her because you see like this crazy side of the family. You grow up with chaos. She seems like the only person that kind of has it together, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, I mean, and we were Mormon settlers. Like it's her family goes clear back. And so, you know, you, you grow up in that culture. It does feel accepting for the most part. I never was really accepted because I worked outside of the home and I was never going to not work outside of the home. I, I'm a nurse. Um, and I knew from a very young age with my mom being very abused that I was never going to not have a, a career because right. she was stuck there. And I was never going to be that. I knew that much. I knew I was going to be, you know, able to take care of myself and my kids enough that I could give them the middle finger if they did something like that to me. I was never going to be stuck. No. And so I did. But I also got married at 17 because I didn't want to commit any sins, you know. Right. It's like a ridiculous thing. And you just look at it and. I look backwards and I'm like, who the hell signed for this? Like, this is ridiculous. This is like, if my kids came and asked me to do that, I have a son that's 16. I would like, be hell like, get no. the hell out of here. Yeah, go yeah. grow up. <laughs> go grow up and find yourself I'm first. like, what? Yeah, no, I won't even sign for a tattoo, even though I like tattoos. Right. I have a lot of tattoos, but you don't know what you want yet. No. You can go do it when you're 18 and I don't need to be the blame for that because I'm not going to take that hit either. Like, right. oh, you let me do that when I was 16 and now I hate this Woody Woodpecker or something. Whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're going to go do it, do it yourself. Yeah, Pay for it absolutely. Yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's how my daughter and was. So. You know, she wanted tattoos before, you know, because I, I have a lot of tattoos. Her 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 mom didn't at the time. She I think her mom has one now. Um, but, you know, she grew up seeing her dad tattooed, you know, and, and she's, oh, oh I, w- I want a tattoo. I want a tattoo. I'm like, not till you're 18. Well, this place, will sign. I'm not doing it. Not not going to do it. You're yeah. going to wait till you're 18. And when she turned 18, she got her first tattoo. And like any tattoo, they're addictive. And you just keep getting more and more as you earn a little bit of money and, and, and piece together what you want to, you know, what you want on your body. And, you know, so, and same with my, my stepson, you know, he, he wanted one, wanted one, wanted one. And now he's, he's got almost a quarter sleeve done. He, it, he wants a whole sleeve on, on, on the one arm, 
but you know they're the same way they, they want them at such a young age and it's like no just wait because even the one at 18 yep. that you get your very first one and you still have that and you never cover it up later on down the road you're gonna look at it and be like what the fuck was i thinking what the <laughs> fuck was i thinking yep even at 25 i got my first one at 25 and it's covered up i don't think very many people you know keep their first one they're more you're more worried about who's gonna see it is it going to be a problem or or accepted? You're putting it place. I mean, there's a lot more. You later on, you're like, I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing what I want to do because I'm going to do it. That's right. all, you know. But like when you're a kid, I think you have a different. I know that you have a different thought process, and mm-hmm. so you know these things change. You you're so malleable, and that's part of the Mormon Church where they hit you in such a young age. They they bring you up in this. I remember being five and six years old because my neighbors took me to church because my parents were, uh, they were pretty wild. They didn't really, maybe once in a great while my mom would go, but her her husband never went. And my dad, he didn't live by me and he, he ended up in prison by the time I was nine. So okay. this is like a rough go from the beginning. But my neighbors were great. And that's why I always say, you know, Mormons, aren't all bad you know a lot of these podcasts i hear people go on and they're like yeah our dad wouldn't let us eat at the table or or this or that they were terrible to me no your dad was just an asshole like i hate to break it to you mine was too my stepdad he's my stepdad but it didn't have anything to do with mormonism like yeah he beat my mom that had nothing to do with mormons um my neighbor was amazing to his wife a great person a really nice human being they helped us so much without that shit what you read in the covenant is cap i was bred by the government fact check every head when it come to this upside down system had enough of it another sapien that's on the globe lost code looking for the direction but don't nobody know the only bit of insight that they ever sold me i've been start to find out doesn't really hold every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie high motives to align goals Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tight rope walking the edge, and I've been wondering if anyone loves me. Shit. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me. Yeah. Fuck. And I've been wondering if. Look, I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick, I take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause, fuck I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit What we read in the covenant, it's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap in the pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your fluoride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. 
And that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss Look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds Anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash Burning the last nug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm bad shit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap, you were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it.